2: Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Here
1: we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Transmitting right. across
3: America. Turn it up. Hey. This is
1: the Bobby Bones
4: Show. Let's go. Welcome to Tuesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. All right, let's go around the room. He says he makes a lot of money on Instagram reels, but the actual amount could probably only cover a few meals. Here it is. Producer ready, everybody. (laughs) Guys, I'm watching a good show on
5: Apple Plus called Dear Edward. And I guess it was a novel. I didn't know anything about it, but it had the name Edward in it. So I started watching it. And Connie Britton's in it. And like some there's a plane crash. It starts with a plane crash. And then, you know, maybe not everyone lives on it. I don't want to spoil anything. But because of that. But you just did. (laughs) No, it's that's part of the synopsis. I'm not spoiling anything. Okay. So, so there's it, lone survivor, and because of this lone survivor, it brings a lot of people, families in that plane that died. All their families get together. It's so cool, and it almost reminds me of like a "This Is Us" kind of feel. Remember "This Is Us" on yeah, NBC? Yeah, that
1: was good.
4: So, that was really good for two seasons, and I it. <laughs> <Correct. laughs> yeah. I think
5: they're still making that too, but so, I loved it. The problem is, I'm dozing off when I'm watching it, and then they say Eddie in it, and I wake up. I'm like, well, who was that? Was so, the TV. let me get this straight. In the description of the show. The plane crashes. Correct. And only one person lives. Correct. And because of that one person, it's affecting a lot of lives and family members of the people that died on that plane.
4: what does the one person have to do with that? Ah, you'll have to watch the okay, show
5: see?
6: Okay, see? Good. So nice. wow. You held out. You held out. It's, it's
4: on, so good. And it's on Apple Plus. On Apple Plus, yeah. I don't know if I have that.
6: You do. you
5: watch
1: watch um,
5: Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, and you also watch that Uh, morning uh, show. The layoff. So so
4: what's it called? Severance. Severance. Oh. You're right. I guess I do have that. You got it. All right. Thank you. Moving on over. He's a father of three, and he tries to get as much as he can for free. Here he is. Lunchbox, everybody.
0: Something I didn't get for free, guys, but I booked my second ever. Airbnb. Last summer, I stayed at some random person's house in Georgia, and it was amazing. It was like their actual home, and the person just leaves whenever you come. And I'm like, wow, that is awesome. I booked another one. I'm going to Oklahoma City for a wedding in about a month and a half. And they said, oh, here's our hotel block if you want to stay at the hotel. It's like, yeah, no, I'm going back and doing that Airbnb thing. What did you like about it that gets you so excited about it? You can creep on people's lives. Like it's just interesting they have family pictures just hanging on the wall like he had a concert he was going to on you know some date the last time and he graduated from Auburn University uh it was gr- it was awesome. So it's not about the space <laughs>
4: or no front desk to check in or a refrigerator in the full it's it's the someone else you can creep on.
0: It's someone else's house. It's just so fascinating to me that they just open their doors and say, "Come in my house for a weekend. We'll go find somewhere else to stay." That blows my mind. Well, the house you're staying in could be just an Airbnb house, too. Most
4: that I've stayed in have just been houses that are set for Airbnbs.
1: Yeah. When we moved somewhere for a little bit, we weren't at our house and we Airbnb'd it, and it was a great way to make extra money or pay for that mortgage. Oh,
0: sadly... I don't know if it's for sure or not. No, no, no. Mine was for sure. No, the one you're going to. Oh yeah, I have no idea, yeah. but I will report back. It is going to be awesome. I've already got a message from the person saying, "Oh, can't wait to have you. Why are you coming? Where are you coming from?" <laughs> They're being so nice <laughs> to you. Write them a good review, by the way. Oh, is that why?
6: Huh? Yeah. Oh. They
4: need it because people will go look at the reviews of the house the and what business. Ah, people... oh, well, yeah. Here we go, Oklahoma City. I'm coming for
0: that Airbnb.
4: Another reason is multiple rooms.
0: You get a house if you got. You and your wife and your kids and, and my parents dad and mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, we got like my parents, my sister, her kids. There's gonna be seven kids in that house. Oh man. Will you be disappointed if it's just an Airbnb specific house? Yeah, it's gonna be a huge letdown. Cause you want to
4: creep on. Yeah, this I wanna screen. see their lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next up, she's pretty proud of her kids' school project that she made, and now she's just waiting on the grade. Here she is, Amy. <laughs>
1: So I think I might need to book a special appointment with, I don't know, maybe a bone doctor or a surgeon because my tailbone is really sticking out a lot like it's a tail. What? And nobody movie, else
5: has uh, it.
4: The movie with yeah. Wendy Valtrow, Sounds familiar. And she has a... T- or, or- Oh, and he has a tail. What is,
1: I don't know. Uh, the,
4: the Seinfeld, George Costanza guy has a tail and they find yeah. out on the show. Yeah. So your tailbone sticks out so much it's a tail.
1: Right. And so I, it comes up every now and again when I'm with friends. That's bizarre. And I.
4: I mean, I'm sorry about that. All our bodies are sacred. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Right. So I felt like I'm somewhat normal until it comes up again. And then I'm reminded by all my friends that that's not normal. And they've never felt that before because I make them feel it
5: you make them feel it? Yes, it's my tailbone.
1: It's a tailbone. I
4: I don't want to feel it. It No, that's your butt.
1: No, it's not your butt. It's your tailbone. Eh, It's the top. If you're
4: touching your tailbone, you're real close
0: to your tail hole. (laughs) Yeah, you You are. You know what I mean? Is it painful, Amy?
1: It's only painful you if I that...
0: when you get excited. <laughs> yeah, do you, you knock cups off the table?
1: It, it, it has stood out to me before at yoga if I have to do boat pose, which is kind of you balancing on your tailbone. And I was always amazed at everybody in class being able to hold it, and I couldn't because
4: if I scratch it you behind your ear, will I see the back of your pants go back and forth? <laughs>
1: Stop. I don't know. I mean, maybe one of the girls on the show could touch it, and she could tell what? y'all.
4: Morgan, you want to touch your tailbone?
1: I mean, yeah, I could tell Okay, okay, you okay. okay here we this is
5: very strange. <laughs> you just
1: see Where's the tail? Wait. Wait, can I feel it with the jeans on? Yeah, Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, leave Just, your jeans here, on. Take my hand and you put it where I should put it.
0: What is going on? That's low. Oh my god,
1: it's an actual like she has an actual tail. Like there's, it's like a little bone. It comes out. Yeah.
4: That's so weird.
1: No. What do I do?
5: Well, you have I a tail. First of all,
4: first, step I'm, one, never talk about it publicly. Nah. But, nah. but since she already did, should she call the news? Step nine? find a time machine, go back, and never talk about it publicly.
1: It's not like a tail tail. I would tale. go get it looked at. Right. It's like but, a little nub. No, oh you should call the news, oh. Amy. Somebody. So I did fall off a slide when I was in, like, second grade. That would
4: break it, though.
1: Well, I wonder if, though, it just kind of, like... Pushed it out a little
4: bit. It's like a pinky coming out of her butt Weird.
1: <laughs> okay, well, do you want to feel it?
4: No, no, no God, no. I that. don't want to feel it at all. I don't want to be grossed out.
1: A little bitty bone is going to out. I don't want to be out. grossed
0: out. It ain't little bitty if it's knocking things off the table.
1: Like, you know this thing that's on your wrist, that bone right there? Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like, but a little bit more sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh-huh. what it feels like. Like a tail. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so nobody else has this.
4: No. No, shake your tail feather. No. Okay. I'm good. I rub right now just to check. Yeah, me too. There's nothing there. there. Yeah, no, I got nothing there. All right, Amy, thank you. Cool. <laughs> All right, Ray Mundo, go ahead. From Mountain Pine, Arkansas, he doesn't take long naps like Lunchbox. And unlike Kansas, Arkansas rocks. <laughs> Bobby Bones. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, a little story from over the weekend that I didn't have time to share yesterday. We went to Des Moines, Iowa on Thursday of last week to watch the Arkansas-Illinois game. It was snowing. We could find nowhere to park. So we pull up, and it's said VIP parking. And I just pull into the side, and I said, hey, how much to park here? She goes, no, you had to have already bought a VIP pass. So I said, okay, what if we had VIPs in the car? And she goes, I don't care. And I said, well, does Brett Eldridge uh, make you want to put us in the VIP? And she goes, I don't care. Mm. And I said, what about uh, Mr. Morgan Evans? And she said, I don't care. And I was like, okay, fine. But I can throw one more name at you. Producer ready. And I swear to you. She goes. Okay, I, I think we have one spot open. <laughs> Guys, he's not lying. No chance. It was so weird. You had to say Bobby Bones. I I don't say me. I would never say me because I'm embarrassed. If they say no, it's humiliating. I never said me.
1: So who did she think he was? Well, no, no,
4: no. It could have been the timing. It really could have been where, like,
5: she did. I have Brett Eldridge. uh, All I'm going to tell you is we started laughing so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed the hardest. I was like, guys, anytime you want to use my name. (laughs) (laughs) That's
4: what got, that's what led us in. That's hilarious. Uh huh. So, I don't know what the situation was. Oh, boy. Maybe she's just a big Eddie fan. Maybe. Apparently, a lot of people are starting to turn that way. <laughs> are they? Yeah. <laughs> Eddie. I'm thinking of other Eddies
1: that are famous. Eddie
5: Van Halen. Eddie, he's Eddie Murphy. I said Producer Eddie. Yeah, I know. you did say Producer
4: Eddie. And she was like, uh, Maybe uh, she heard Professor Eddie. Hey, both. She that? did She did go oh, like, I, I, Eddie, I, I might on. have
5: an extra spark- a parking
4: space. She, she did. I'm telling you. <laughs> Eddie changed the world for us, and it was hilarious. That's awesome. Yes, it was awesome. Uh, I'd like to shout out, you know what, Earth, for allowing that to happen. Yes, and for Eddie for being such a good dude that allowed that to happen. You're welcome, guys.
2: It's a Bobby Bones show interview. In case you didn't know. They are coming in right now from
4: the Hyundai Green Room. It's Brad, the lead singer of Three Doors Down. It's Kevin, the lead singer of Candlebox. And just a second, we'll hear performed right here from the stage this song from Three Doors Down.
7: I'm here without you, baby.
4: But also they had Kryptonite, which was the jam back in the day.
3: If I go crazy, then will you still
4: or When I'm Gone, which is massive. So
2: tell me when I'm here.
4: So that was for you early 2000s kids. But for like 90s kids, Candlebox also coming in. The lead singer Kevin's gonna perform. Uh, maybe you remember this song right here. They're gonna perform right here in studio. They're coming in now. What up, guys? Come on in. Here they are Brad from Three Doors Down and Kevin from Candlebox. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now.
1: Brad Arnold of Three Doors Down and Kevin Martin of Candlebox.
4: You know, guys, I know we're here today to announce a tour, and this is basically the only tour I would ever pay money for. Yes, I just want you guys to know, like, when I know Brad, I, Brad, I'd say we're friends now. If I saw you at the grocery store, I'd go up to him, and be like, what up, buddy, and <laughs> give you a hug. Absolutely, man. Uh, but uh, Kevin, I hadn't met you yet, but I grew up, you know, listening to Candlebox like crazy. Oh, so it's really, really great to spend time with you here. When they said you guys were willing to come in, I said, how much will it cost me? Like, that's how big a fan I am. (laughs) So, Brad, let's start with this. Three doors down, going out, doing the tour. We are. And how do you find Kevin and Candlebox? Like, how'd this tour come together?
7: Well, we actually played a uh, show together last year. It was last year. And I think we talked about it a little bit then. And uh, the timing kind of worked definitely. And... We're both going out this summer, and I, I couldn't think of a better combination. When, when they asked me about it, I was like, "Yeah!" Because who is they? Who? Well, yeah. I, I guess yeah, I guess management, like your people. Got yeah. it. Got it. Got it. Our people called because whoever people. they are, I like it. Like whoever they are, I like <laughs> yeah. it.
4: And so when you guys go do these shows, Brad, are you playing any new music at all?
7: We are, we actually are trying. We're We have one song that we put together just on the last tour, and. Uh, we need to put a couple more together between now and then. We'll see how that goes. But we will play a little bit of new music. Not too much, though. That's my no. point. Yeah, not too much. No. We,
4: you know, just a little bit if you got something. New. Exactly. But, you know, one or two, and then we nostalgia out. Exactly. That's, I mean, Kevin, <laughs> so, how, you know, We listen to Candlebox growing up, you, your voice to me was that of, like, a quiet intensity, like together constantly, didn't know where I was going to go. How in the world, because I have so many friends that are now 40, 45, that used to sing, and they have to, like, not sing hard anymore. How are you not talking your songs at this point?
3: <laughs> um, I drink a lot of whiskey um, and that's no lie. I mean, I, I years ago, I, you know, I, I, I never did a lot of drugs or anything. And, and I started singing when I was six years old in choir. And um, I, I, I always sung all the way through high school because, you know, it's nice to have that elective that, you know, you don't really have to pay attention to, but I never really wanted to be a singer in a rock band. And uh, I was a drummer and um, I got Kind of stuck with this gig with Counterbox, and that's no lie. That's why you the got first stuck record, with the gig. Yeah, I got stuck with the gig as lead singer of a rock, and, reluctant lead singer of a rock and roll band. Um, so the first record, I didn't really know what I was doing, um, and I went through a lot of um, issues with my voice because I just didn't understand how to perform live. And then over the years, uh, of getting used to what what I was capable of doing with it, and understanding how it worked, and getting away from you know liquors that are like vodkas or whatever that kind of dry your voice out. Started drinking whiskey in like in 1998, and it changed everything. Now I don't. I'm I'm joking. Like with a lot of whiskey, I'm making a note milk. here. Start <laughs> drinking whiskey today after the show. But <laughs> I do. I have. You know. I, I sip on it during during the shows, and I, I found that it helps. But I do take care of it, man. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs, and and um I'm relatively healthy. <laughs> 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 do you,
4: are, Kevin, are you ever anywhere and because I know the answer for Brad because I hear it every time I'm in Kroger, three doors down. It's like rocking on top. You ever somewhere and you hear your a box song, you're like dang, this is like a
3: family place now. Back yeah. in the
4: day, this would never have been played at, at, at John's Pizzeria.
3: <laughs> yeah, I heard it once in a Walmart. Um, I, I, I've, I, it's funny. It's always far behind. I mean, you know, it's that's the song. Uh, it's been paying my rent for 30-plus years now. But, um, yeah, I, I do, and it's it still feels good. I remember the first time I heard it, we were outside of Seattle. We were in Las Vegas, and um, it came on the radio station. And, you know, there's nothing like that feeling when you hear your song on the radio the first time. And you're just like, man, it, I made it. And even if you don't, it's just somebody else is playing your song, and and uh, it's a weird feeling. But it's funny when you're in a grocery store. And it comes yeah. On. Yeah, getting a and yeah, I get fish sticks. Yeah, yeah. I Heard you in Kroger, you know.
4: Brad, with three doors down, what were the lean years like when it was? I don't know if we're gonna be able to do this. Like, what, what were you, How was it living? Were you in a van? Were you-
7: we were pretty blessed to always, uh, you know. When Kryptonite came out, it was successful pretty quick, you know. But at the same time, you know. Nine months from that, we were prepared to quit because we had been a pretty successful little local band, even though we never toured and we were from a little town. We did really good around there. And when kind of like, you know, you go through phases and everybody kind of gets wore out on it, you know. Me and Matt, our, our original guitar player, we were both like six months away. It was like, all right, if we don't do something pretty quick and we have something substantial happen, we're going to go to college And because uh, we were just teenagers. And by the grace of God, within that time, like – uh, CPR down in uh, Mississippi started playing the song and it became a hit and we got signed and and I mean but we were we were on the verge of giving up ourselves you know you don't hear your accent when you sing
4: which is weird I, British people too for the most part they'll be like what? Right, and they're singing they're like hello here I am today like, <laughs> I, you ever hear that people talk to you and they're like why well, I didn't expect you to be so country
7: all the time I feel uh, like
4: if you guys came out now you would be like a country like a rock guy like if you existed right now as Three Doors Down, brand new, you'd be here. We would be absolutely, absolutely. Well, Kevin, that's not the case with you guys. You guys would still be going. You're not. You're from
3: like the Northwest, though, right? Well, I was I was born in Chicago, but I was raised in the South. I grew up in San Antonio, Texas. So oh, you I, did? Yeah. So every now and then you'll hear me slip into a little bit of the y'all and that not. But I I moved to Seattle when I was fourteen in 1984, and um and that was my dad took a job with an old boss, and um that was. And at the first concert I saw, there was Chris Cornell uh, playing drums with Soundgarden as a three-piece. And he was singing like a banshee, and I was like, man, what is going on in this city? You know, And uh, and that was it for me. I, I was immediately enamored and, and, and inspired by just great music from that beautiful little town.
4: I feel like you guys came out, and you can correct me because this is not any note, like after the whole grunge thing happened, mm-hmm. and I felt like you guys were kind of unfairly compared to it because it wasn't really the, exactly the same time, but because you were from Seattle, people were like, it's another Seattle band. Yeah. Yeah. Did, do you feel like that is that observation is somewhat
3: accurate? Very accurate. I mean, it, it's it was an easy label to throw on a band like Candlebox because the whole city was considered grunge. Um, you know, we're... We're about five years in age younger than a lot of those guys as well. Um, So, you know, I was 16 years old working in a shoe store when Chris Cornell was coming in to get flyers to hang up on the walls, you know. So um, we did come around a lot later than those guys. So it, it hindered a little bit of our career. I mean, you know, we were never media darlings like the rest of the grunge band. So it kind of was like we kind of had to beat our beat the door down ourselves, which was. Fine, you know. I mean, here we are, thirty years later, still doing it. But everything um, about turning
4: into a boy band, though, about yeah. that time too, you could have easily flipped over and <laughs> yeah. learned to dance. Yeah, I, I
3: should have. I did mean, you ever? Hair,
4: you ever sing any other kind of music? Mm-hmm. Other, like growing up, like in choir,
3: like you probably could have been a good uh, stage singer. Did you do that at all? I'm a first tenor. Um, I did a lot of I did a lot of uh, drama in high school because it was where the girls were. Um, I always took the electives where there were girls. Um, I'm a big fan of. of so, um, but yeah, I sang in drama um, and I sang in choir. I did. Uh, I've done pieces in Italian, French. Mm. Uh, I did a barbershop quartet with my brother, which was a lot of fun for a couple years. You know.
4: Did you have to drop all that once you guys got cool in Candlebox? <laughs> well, I did.
3: Because
4: you don't want. I don't want to see band. Candlebox <laughs> singing a barbershop quartet. I'll be honest with you. Not at yeah, that no, time. No, I was. I stopped that right around a, a, the
3: age of seventeen. Yeah.
4: When you are in a band that is coming from Seattle. And obviously, you have all those influences around you. Were you able to see them as a kid? Like, did you ever see Nirvana play?
3: With- I did. Yeah, I saw. I saw them play Radio Shack. The notorious videotape that's going around. Uh, that was down in Tacoma. Um, saw a lot of the early uh, Screaming Trees gigs. Um, Grunt Truck, Skin Yard, Sound Garden. Um, saw the. I was at the Mookie Blaylock show when they played the Pearl Rock, Jam. Uh, Come on, Dallas, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it, you know, at the time, a lot of people just assumed that Seattle was this massive metropolis. It was a tiny little town, man. And those, like, you know, you. I think when I moved there, there were maybe a million people in the entire Seattle community. So, But all the venues were within a mile of one another. So um, a lot of them were all ages uh, venues, which you could go and see these bands play. And some of them that were bars, you would have to have a fake ID to sneak into. But yeah, I was, I was fortunate enough. And like I said, I'd, I worked at Fluvog Shoes, which was where um, Susan Silver, who had Silver Management, she was managing Allison in Chains, Soundgarden, um, Screaming Trees, a bunch of those bands. I worked with her, so those guys all come in to get flyers and stuff for the shows. Um, and that's how I met a lot of those musicians as well. Brad, you're putting
4: this tour. It's the Three Doors Down Away from the Sun Anniversary tour with Candlebox. How long – who goes – do you have, a, a like, a baby that comes on first? Or uh, does it go straight Candlebox? That may be too much for me.
7: It's uh, just – it's us two. Wow, that's it, huh? Yeah. That's
4: straight, – it's straight, like, let's go. Yeah.
7: So, so – Get
4: there early. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when exactly. the ticket says the show's starting – you want to be there for that part. so starting. Yeah, because you're not us. Like 25 minutes after, you know. <laughs> <laughs> missed the baby. You know? doors are at 8. We're yeah. at 8.30. So. so, Brad, you've been playing with these th- these guys, obviously, with three doors down for a long time. Can you guys just, like, look at each other and do a chin move or an ear? And they, you know now you've communicated so much over such a long period of time. A little bit. Like, don't, or, or, like, you give them a the look like, that was a wrong note. That's not the right song. That was the wrong note. Well,
7: not the <laughs> right the wrong note. Yeah. Does There's that, more wrong notes. Does that ever happen where you look like, oh, what was that? Yeah. Are you the, are you the alpha? <laughs> uh no. And I I think we're all just kind of we're all just kind of there. Yeah, if there if there's an alpha, I think in our band it's it's Greg our drummer. Who'll just take control if he has to? Yes. Yes, he's we definitely looked to him to be the band leader.
4: Do they ever talk you guys talk to each other on the mic not where the crowd can hear it? I'm always concerned that mic's going to put something out, so we've stopped using that cuz I'd be like, "Hey Eddie, uh could – Zip your pants, I can see a wiener. <laughs>
7: then I'm afraid that'll go over the top, so we stop using that now. I have one back there by Greg that I have a little stomp box that I can talk to my monitor guy. The band guys can't hear me, but uh, my monitor guy and my front of house guy can hear me. Because sometimes, um, sometimes you know, I have a lot to say to my monitor guy sometimes, and I have a new monitor guy, and I have a lot of nice things to say to him. <laughs> and I, in the past, I've had some less than nice things to say. But I like sometimes... I'm a one of my pet peeves is when my feet start vibrating if the sub starts running too hard I can kind of it messes with the diaphragm of the mic and sometimes it messes, for, uh, messes with your vocal cords you know just so much vibration so if I can feel it through my feet I'll be like hey hey uh, Curtis you want to back that down a little bit buddy you know and and he will and uh, so that's the only people that can hear through mine what song does this does a three doors down crowd sing back the loudest um say here without you and kryptonite. But the thing about Here Without You is who sings it back? Because here and there, we've got stuck on some shows and, uh, that really, if you just looked at the list, you're like, Three Doors Down is on that? But, you know, on those shows, we play some of our deeper stuff on our records, and some of our deeper stuff's a little heavier than stuff you hear. And uh, so it we fit in those shows just fine. But it's so awesome to see, like, this big, gnarly, like, biker-looking, just, like, rip your arms off. dude, he will be the most fervent, singer of here without you in the crowd he's going it full emo
4: it's amazing <laughs> uh, brad will you play some here without you we will all right here, uh brad here brad arnold from three doors down by the way we're announcing the the big tour right now it's the three doors down away from the sun anniversary tour with Candlebox. i will be there are you guys coming here we are, we are. okay good yeah. all right yeah i'll be there i don't know where i'll be Under the stage (laughs) Drinking the sweat Of my favorite artists (laughs) Alright here we go This is um, Ray we good? Now we are
7: A little snippet Of the second verse
4: (laughs) Still intense as ever Come on You sound good I was worried To ask you The guys to sing this Early in the morning I was like
3: I'll just talk to him. You give me goosebumps, man, when you
4: sing. It's crazy. I love love
3: his voice.
7: Killing it, dude. I sing it like four times in the car all the way into town. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do every morning driving into the show. I'm just like
4: talking to myself. People have to think I'm crazy because I'm also loosening up. I got hours and hours of show to do. All right, there he is. Brad Arnold from Three Doors Down. Nice job. Okay, Kevin. Let's switch it up. Oh, it's my turn? It's your turn now, baby. (laughs) That's what I call him, baby. (laughs) Baby. Mm -hmm. baby. Listen, I grew up. It's the first time we've had Kevin in from Candlebox. Yeah. And Brad's been so gracious to play like shows with us and be on this show, and we did the. You've been so gracious to have me. We did the Three Doors Down anniversary, the album together. We shot that. So I'm a I'm a big big Brad fan, big Three Doors Down fan, but
7: we're a big Bobby's fan too,
4: brother. Kevin, I need you to be a big Bobby fan now.
7: I tell you what, I think I might be. All right, so I like
4: to hear. (laughs) Tell you what. what. Well, you do. um, Can you do like a verse and chorus of Far Behind, Kevin? Absolutely,
3: absolutely.
4: (laughs) Come on! I'd have dropped that like five times. I'd be like, ey, ey, ey. <laughs> "No fear, no fear, Killed baby!" Build it. Jump right in. Hey, Kevin, are you OCD type guy? I am. I'm very. I very much am. So, where I'm trying to fix it a little bit. So, with you and your OCD tendencies, are they cleaning? Are they straightening? What is it that's affecting you?
3: It's it's pretty much everything for me. Like I, I on the bus. I don't know about y'all, but like we have. I send out specific rules: no shoes in the hallway, nothing left on the counter. Oh, you top. go full meemaw. Yeah, it's yeah. it's full on. Like, and I. I have a special glass cleaner spray that I use on countertops and everything. It's like disinfectant stuff. Like, I'm, I'm super paranoid. We have ionizers on the bus to keep people from getting sick. That's cool. Good for yeah. you. I'm wow. super, super crazy. I'm a bigger fan.
4: Wow. I'm a <laughs> bigger yeah. Bigger <laughs> fan. Um yeah. So, Lunchbox here doesn't know a lot about music. He doesn't even like music, really, in general.
0: It's I, I've heard that song before. Yeah. Whatever. He, <laughs> I don't know like what it's, it's called. Weird. He
4: doesn't care about music. He's like, when he runs, he runs to nothing. He's just, it's just Air. bizarre. Air. But that's it. Sounds just beautiful, man. I had him watch the Woodstock 69. Yes! And then you watched the one on, was it, What did you watch 99? I've 94? watched part of it. I haven't finished it. Which but. was the, were you at 99? No, 94. Were you at, okay, you were 94. So
3: what was 94 like? It was amazing. It was awesome. Yeah, it was beautiful, man. I, I, well, we had, we were on tour with Metallica at the time, so we, we had to get there from, because they added Friday night at the last minute. So it was like bands like uh, Collective Soul Live, Us, and then the Violent Femmes, we were the headliners on Friday night. So we had to get from Kansas City to um, to wherever that I think it was not Woodstock, New York, but we I think it was even further north um, by Friday from a Wednesday, and then Metallica was playing Saturday night, so we kind of had to rush ourselves there. But I remember I stayed up most of the two day drive because I was so excited. I mean, it was exciting touring with Metallica, but like go, I knew I was going to play this amazing three hundred thousand people show. Like I couldn't sleep, man. I was I was so excited to get there, and then we got there and and. They wouldn't let you watch the other bands because the stage would turn, and they wanted you to experience the three hundred thousand people wave of excitement. Man, it was, at one time, it was beyond. Yeah, I will never, ever, ever forget it. Did you have any friends
4: that played the Disaster '99 one?
3: Uh, well, yeah, a lot of a lot of the bands that played it, we were
4: we're close to. But, what did they, they they call you and be like, "Yo, dude, be glad you weren't here."
3: No, but you'd run into them on the road afterwards, like you know, months later, and they'd be like, "Dude, that was a mess," you know, it, but. I think it was just, you know, when you're when you're greedy like that and you're going for the money and, and you know, charging what they were charging like $10 for bottles of water or something something stupid. You mean, that's what do they do that.
4: now at every NFL game. <laughs> we're like, "No, man, that's bull crap." Yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah, it was
3: yeah, I, yeah, I did uh, the guys in the offspring, we we played a show with them about 6 months after and they were like, "Man, it was a mess." Well, let's
4: talk about the tour.
3: So, Brad, you put this together.
4: You're all over the place. Tickets go on sale on on Friday this week. Oh, wow. What do you want people to know,
7: Brad, if they're on the fence about this tour? Come. Come to this. Get off the fence. Come I, It's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great time. I'm excited about this. I really this is gonna be a great show. It's gonna be a show that you leave on the way back to the parking lot with your buddies high fiving. I think, man, I think it's gonna be a great show. I'm excited about it. Are you playing all the hits? We are. Yeah. I, I can honestly say I haven't been this excited about a tour in a while. Because if you said no, I wasn't coming. <laughs> he's like, no, we're playing no hits. <laughs> oh, man. But all deep
3: cuts. Nobody knows them.
7: They were, they we're thinking about maybe, uh, of course, playing the hits and stuff. But last year, and we're not going to do it quite like we did. But on the Better Life uh, 20th year anniversary, we played the entire record uh, just front to back. We played other stuff, too. Thinking about doing that uh, in some dimension, maybe like playing the whole record but just slicing some other stuff in there as well but it's, it's kind of fun to do it like that um but it's kind of weird sometimes too we'll see how it goes well look thank you guys for coming in and playing awesome big fans
4: of you both brad you know i love you and kevin we'll get there buddy we are in it, we're we're off on the right foot though <laughs> that's what i number. say we'll yeah, that's right so go check it out <laughs> tickets on sale this friday and and the song tv series tell me about that
7: Oh, uh, the Song TV series, we just uh, filmed that. it's uh, It should air, I'm not really sure when it airs, but we came out and filmed that at uh, TGL Farms uh, just recently, uh, acoustic set, and the first time we've done anything like that in a little while, it turned out really good. I'm excited for that to air. Me too. What if you said, you know, we did it, and it didn't turn out very good, so <laughs> don't watch it. Of course it's going to be good. All right. Oh, three- I'm always worried about things like that, man.
4: <laughs> three Doors Down, Candlebox, tickets go on sale this Friday. Go to... Three Doors Down website, go to Brad Socials. The tickets are everywhere. You can find all the links up there. And we will uh, see you guys soon. Right. All right. There they are. Thank there you they guys. are. Three Doors Down <laughs> Candlebox. Thank you for having us, Bobby. <laughs> It's time for the good
3: news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good.
5: Mark and Cynthia Rutledge, they live in California in the San Bernardino mountain area, and they've gotten a lot of snowfall in the past few days. And their house was just covered in snow that they were actually snowed in for 18 days. They thought they were never going to be able to get out of there. But one of their neighbors walked around and got video of their neighborhood, posted on social media, and it actually got attention. Here he is talking about it. This street was just
0: forgotten. And it was pretty much forgotten until our friend, our new best friend up here on the mountain, Julie, <laughs> started putting things into the social media. So then what happens?
5: Yeah, Somebody sees it and goes, "Hey, let's go save them." I think there or... was so much going on that the authorities didn't even know about what was going on up there until they saw that that video. And so they went in and yeah. cleared the street, cleared yeah. the they're house. In. Out. They use yeah. that
4: little thing, that little. They hit the. Dirt. Oh, the
5: battering ram! Battering ram! Uh, I think they plowed
4: the streets. Oh, I first. wish they would have battered the snow instead. <laughs> like a cops. that'd be cool. But in the end, they're good. Yes, they're all same There, Tim talking, and that'd that, be
1: so cute. I love that he said the social media.
4: Well, the mm-hmm. social media. You're older.
1: I know. I love it. <laughs>
4: that's good. All right, yeah. that's what it's all about.
0: That was tell me something good.
4: I on Nashville put out the power rankings of country music artists, like Ooh. they rank them like college basketball teams. Nice. Oh. Who do you think's number one? And I'll get to it. Number one because you know it's going to be oh, basically one of two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who do you yeah. think's number one?
1: Luke Combs or more.
4: Yeah, we'll pick one. You got to okay. pick one, uh, Amy.
7: Okay,
1: okay, you know fine. it's going to be
4: two.
7: It's right. Yeah. Hogs them both.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, I'll go Luke comes.
4: Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen. Dang, Amy. Dang. You did try to pick both. Respect that. <laughs> at number 10, Ashley McBride.
1: Oh! It's oh.
4: Just a at 10, At 10, at 10. A 10, a 10. So this is top 10, like, college like basketball <laughs> rankings. At number nine, Jordan Davis. Whoa! Chris Stapleton at eight. Wow. Yeah,
1: you should probably
4: be. And I don't know the writer is Hank Scorpio. I don't know why. So I'm, I'm assuming some of this, too, is like what's happening currently as well as forever. Because it's definitely a relevance poll here. Uh, Kane uh, Cody Johnson at seven.
7: If
2: you got chance,
4: take it. Kane Brown at six.
7: I, I now we're in the top to five.
1: Way, the country pay music pay
4: power rankings. At number five, who else do you think's in the top five? Because, so, obviously, the, the two you guys picked. Yeah, Luke. Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen. Who else do you think's in there? The
0: other Luke. Luke Bryan. Brian. Garth Brooks. Okay. Laney
1: Wilson.
4: You say Laney Wilson. Ooh, that's good. Luke Bryan. Garth Brooks.
1: Golly. Okay, Luke Bryan.
4: And so, again, it's all people that have stuff going right now. So, mm-hmm. Garth Brooks did not make it. Uh, number five, Carrie Underwood.
2: I'm gonna be.
4: She got a big tour right now. Um, yeah, new Zach. single. Zach Bryan at number four.
0: You, me,
4: Laney Wilson at three.
3: Woo! I got a heart like, like a truck. A truck. And at
4: number two, Luke Combs. Okay. Oh, a like in the
3: sky. And number
4: one, Travis Tritt. No.
1: <laughs> Not
4: true. No, Morgan <laughs> Wallen. <laughs> five according to this guy right now Morgan Wallen Luke Combs Laney Wilson Zach Bryan and Carrie Underwood okay any argument there anybody you put over them no I I mean I'd probably put Kane I'd put Kane Brown into the top five definitely I'd put Kane Brown up there right now otherwise I don't really have a problem with the top five I mean Luke Bryan why so he didn't have a single on the radio right now yeah but I mean he's on TV and I don't think he's touring either right now what's he doing just chilling He's, and I don't think he's on, on TV he's, right now. He's taping, but I don't think he's on TV right now. True.
1: Oh, true.
4: Okay. Still working
5: though. You know. <laughs> bad argument. Bad He argument. just had uh, what?
1: Like, Crash my playa last month or? Yeah. Two listen. No ago? one's
4: saying he's not a superstar. Yeah. But this is like I'm calling him lazy, man. <laughs> no, no, no. no. This is like saying, uh, well, Kentucky's always been a terrible basketball team. No, no, no. They're they are massive and have been for a long time. But the last few years, I mean, last couple months, he hasn't been up there to make the list. Okay. But I'm sure he will. Okay. Coming early next month. And then Bailey, like. I mean, Bailey top, Zimmerman?
5: Top five? He's not, He's not in there. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Zach Bryan. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah like he
4: sells, top, at, he sells people are everything. Obsessed. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, Zach Bryan was a guy that blew up on YouTube and then took YouTube over to TikTok and then turned TikTok into massive mainstream success. It's been really cool to see. All right, well, I on Nashville. I can't wait till they release it. It's like every week we wait for the polls. <laughs> Who's number one this week? <laughs> it's time to play Never Gonna Get It. About 4 in 10 Americans don't know how to do this, and the number grows every year. What is it? By the way, I was surprised at the stat. I was like, dang, 4 in 10? I did not think that would be the ratio. I'm not telling you high or low, but it was surprising to me. Wow. 4 in 10 Americans, they don't know how to do this. Now, we have Billy on in Missouri. Hey, Billy, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? We're doing pretty good. Up for grabs now a $50 Sonic gift card. That'd be pretty good, right? A little $50 treat. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, Billy, you get to answer the question first, and then if you don't get it, you get to go to one member of the show, and if they don't get it, we play wild card round, where you have one more shot. Billy, four out of ten Americans right. don't know how to do this. The number grows every year. What do you think it is?
6: Four out of ten Americans don't know how to do this. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, tie their shoes?
5: Oh, That's wow. a good guess. That's really good. No, it's not. Huh? That's a good guess. I That's like it. Terrible. I bet there are people out there that don't. It's
1: and, growing by the...
4: Yeah. People are tying their shoes a lot less. More people are going Velcro. Boots. <laughs> some boots you have to tie, you just pull. I mean... A lot yeah. of the shoes out by now, you don't tie the strings at all. You just tuck them in the side. Okay. All right. Just tell her it's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. But I would say I tie far less on my shoes than I used to. Okay. But I do think it's wrong. But now, Billy, what we're going to do here is you get to go around the room and you get to pick one of these. Heck, I'll let you pick two. I'm generous Woo! today. Oh, wow, that's nice. Julie need one. Him. You have Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, and Morgan. They've all written their answer down. None of them even knew the question until I read it out loud. Four all right. out of ten Americans don't know how to do this. The number grows every year. Which two show members would you like to partner with? <clears throat>
2: um, Let's do Amy and what were the other name?
4: You have Lunchbox, Eddie, and Morgan. <laughs> You better pick Watch me.
2: Box. Yeah, okay. you got it. Amy and Lunchbox.
4: Okay. Eddie, what do you have? Oh, mine's easy. It's change a tire. Four in 10 Americans don't know how to do this. Correct. They change a tire. Good. Morgan.
1: The growing every year is what sparks me to this because it's something that's like going away and it's write a check. Mm. People Ooh. don't really write checks anymore.
4: Interesting. That's Interesting so what good. you got there, too. Yeah. Okay, they're both wrong. Oh, really? Now, Amy and Lunchbox, you have a chance to actually make her day. Do you guys have their
0: answer at all? No. No, I have a version of Morgan's, but it's wow. not write a check. Oh. Mm. It's print out a check. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, lunchbox. Read a map. That's okay. That's good. Because you pulled the paper map out. Yep. Don't know how to use a paper map. Amy. Cook. Oh.
5: Wait, that's pretty good, Amy. It's not bad,
4: but which one of them do you think is right, Eddie? Cook or Morgan. not use a map?
1: I'm leaning towards lunchbox because maps are going away.
4: Well, both are wrong. I don't so. No one's right there. So that's okay, Billy. You're 0 for 2, but you have one more shot here. Now here's what I'm going to do. All right. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Here's what I'm going to do. You get to pick that either one of them get it or none of them get it. And they're going to come up with a new answer. You guys think about it. About 4 in 10 Americans don't know how to do this. And the number grows every single year. Let me know when you're in.
7: doesn't know how to do this.
4: And, Billy, you'll go, yeah, I think one of the four gets it, or I think none of the four get it. And if you're correct on that, you will win the prize. But hold on one second. They're all thinking. Eddie's got his hand on his chin. Morgan's yeah. got her two hands clasped oh. as she's praying, and she's looking down.
0: <laughs> okay. Four in ten Americans Amy's don't know how to
4: do this. All right, I got it. <clears throat> Grows every. Lunchbox is writing stuff down, but I have no idea what he's writing. It looks like a lot. I think he's writing the question down. You ready for there? He just
5: scratched it out, whatever he was writing now.
4: All right, I'll just go. This in right, but whatever. Eddie, Morgan, everybody right. good? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're good. All right, Billy, do you think one of the four get it or none of the
0: four get it? I
5: think one of the four get it. Wow, oh. I
0: like it. So I'm talking about wow. 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 Lunchbox, Use an answering machine.
4: No, incorrect. That was a weird pause there. Well, I was thinking... Does anyone use an answering machine at all anymore <laughs> that I know, period, <laughs> like ever oh, anywhere? And I can't think of one. I was really just going, <laughs> my parents got one. You leave a message,
0: they'll call you back. Yeah, 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 yeah. We used to have, I used to have one. That's what I'm saying. Four in 10 Americans, it goes less and less every year. Yeah, four be a hot lot, though. 40% mm. be a lot. Uh, Amy?
1: Oh, yeah. So mine has to do with phones, too, but it's phone numbers. I don't know how to. I don't know how to, like, to use phone numbers? numbers? Oh, yeah.
4: I know nobody's number. Yeah. That's a good one. That's not it. Mm, dang. You got two shots here, <sighs> Billy. Billy, hmm. I'm going to let you change your answer. If you'd like to go that you don't think Morgan or Eddie get it, or you do think one of the two get it.
6: I think they'll get it.
4: Okay, hey, I gave her a shot. I let's love let's her her, okay.
6: Morgan?
1: I don't feel good. Um, So? <laughs> People don't really sew so anymore. That's
5: good. That
6: was so. good. That was good.
5: <laughs> I thought she said so. Eddie, what do you <laughs> have? Oh, man. I'm going to go. I have three written down, but I'm going to go with set up an email account. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to set up an email account.
0: But, I think more, but and more, more and more people, people know population. how to use that. Like, that oh, might be... The opposite of yeah, My daughter has,
1: like, five What else did you have <laughs> no on there? Addresses.
0: I had
5: check out a library book.
0: Uh, Pretty I good. You just go to the library. <laughs>
5: and cancel a
4: subscription. Oh, okay. gosh. <laughs> Billy. Are they all bad? Yeah. All bad. <laughs> They're wrong. All of them are wrong. Billy, you did, you did not win, Billy. Well,
1: give us a hint.
4: Well, I thought when Morgan, I thought she was going to say it. She oh, didn't. So? Wait, is it balance so? a checkbook? No.
1: Damn. Is it cash a
4: Sewing. S- starts with an S. Sailing. Sailing. Sailing.
1: Sleeping. Paper.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, 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 I can't say <laughs> that. Oh, Sewing. Sewing. St-
1: Give us one more hint. One more. Come on. We got it. Really We're so spitting. close. Sitting. Sing. <laughs> S-
4: song. Physical activity.
5: Oh, oh. Squatting. Swat. Swimming. Oh. swimming. 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 Yes, Why are people
4: not swimming anymore? That's that. so confusing. Hey, less and less lifeguards. You've heard the need. <laughs> we yeah, have there's the shortage. shortage. <laughs> yeah, so people ain't get to swim as much. Uh, Billy, I'm sorry. You did not win. I tried every way to make it possible. Yeah. But I appreciate you calling. Thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, thank you, guys.
4: All right. There she is, Billy, everybody. Wow. Billy.
2: Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Here's
4: a voicemail from Colby in Austin, Texas.
5: Scrolling through Instagram and I see Lunchbox's post about why haven't y'all bid on the Yeezys? Everybody wants a pair of Yeezys, right? So I click on his Instagram link, takes me to the eBay page. Bobby. He is charging $54.70 for shipping on a $90 item.
0: (laughs) How insane is that? $54.70 to ship a pair of shoes. (laughs) Is that true? Yeah. People are idiots. Like literally, it says anywhere from $11 to $54, because if it goes overseas, you have to charge overseas shipping. If you're local, it could be as little as eleven dollars. Like I don't so do that. So he's just reading it wrong. The
4: only reason I even wonder if that was real is because you've messed up every part of this.
0: Yeah, I mean, I put I put it up yeah. there, and yeah. eBay says, and it has the, when I click on it, it says anywhere from eleven to fifty four dollars. I don't know what they see when they click it. That's up to eBay. I don't handle that. But you can click through it as well, just to see what. It, but I, I and I do, and when I click on it, it says eleven to fifty four
4: dollars. Right. I'm sure that could be right, but. You understand since you've messed up every part of this and have cost me a lot of money. (laughs) And I've had
0: numerous people reach out and say, why are you charging so much for shipping? And I'm like, guys, if you're putting in your address and that's what it says, I don't know. Maybe that's the rate. I weighed the shoes. I know how much they weigh. It was a disaster to get into business with them. Oh, boy. It was a disaster.
4: We bought a storage unit and everything inside of it without knowing what was inside of it. I paid for 75% of it, and he was going to do the work.
0: I've been doing the work, and it's been hard. And And Scuba didn't even come to me and goes... Dude, I clicked on your link and it says $54 for shipping. So you thought that too, uh, Scuba? Yeah, and I know how to use eBay. I've been using it since the 90s. It says $54 for shipping. I don't know what he's talking Maybe about. Maybe that's why nobody's buying the shoe. <laughs> oh, my Probably, yeah. But then I showed Scuba how it, I have it listed as $11. Like, I don't know how eBay works. Like, I don't know their algorithm thingamabobber, but... a <laughs> bobber. If they're charging $54... Hey, Scuba, can you work with him <laughs> today Just to see what's up? Like, Scuba- yeah, i fix it for him.
4: Just see what's up. All right, here's uh, Amy from North Carolina.
2: Morning video. What do you call people who take care of chickens? Chicken tenders. Nice. Amy's (laughs) Morning
4: Corny comes up in 15, 20 minutes or so.
2: Here's
4: Amy's pile of stories.
1: We talk about flipping people off on the road and how it's just not nice. We shouldn't do it. So it's gross. Yes. Aside Uh. from
4: being not nice, it's just Gross.
1: I just don't like that finger in general. Even cut it off. We
4: should all no, cut whoa, whoa, off our middle finger? fingers whoa, whoa, whoa. in solidarity. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> okay, so some millennials and Gen Zers are all about giving the thumbs down.
4: Oh, I'll thumbs down if somebody is a bad driver, not if I'm not. So middle fingers if you're mad, thumbs mm-hmm. down as if you're not that mad, but you're like, you're just a bad driver. I'll thumbs down somebody.
5: You know, like, if you thumbs down me, I wouldn't get mad. I'd be like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. Exactly. It's supposed there. to be like, it's you know me. I'm not mad
4: I'm disappointed yes. that's what yes. thumbs down is to me because I'll thumbs down somebody if, I'm just like yo yeah. boo <laughs> yeah so what's the deal that's
1: exactly it it's like hey yeah I'm not mad I'm just disappointed let's be better let's be better than this yeah that's wow. me
4: judging you instead of me just not liking you yeah that's cool yeah, so that one start
1: when you're, when you're irritated and you want to use the finger use the thumb
4: but No. They mean different it things. They mean different things. Then. Right.
1: No, no. Uh, they're tra- they're saying that they're transitioning to this. They're not about the finger. No, they're about mad, the thumb. if you're
4: you can f- the finger out. <laughs> thumbs down is if you really are like, you have disappointed me. You're a bad driver. You shouldn't be on the road. Don't do double thumbs down, though, because then you'll wreck. Oh, man. <laughs> no hands bad. on the wheel. Okay, what else?
1: So, more than half of Americans are waiting for a show to totally end. Like, if an episode comes out on Sunday, they let all eight Sundays come out before they even start watching the show so that they can watch it all as quickly as possible
4: yeah I did that sort of with Last of Us which is the best show I've seen in a long time well it's the best show I've ever seen in my whole life in the last six months So, (laughs) so I love it but I waited for like four or five episodes because I knew I just didn't want to always sit waiting for the next one that's annoying Great cliffhanger! Oh, seven Mm. days—that's a stinky feeling. So I'll do that some. I haven't watched any of Yellowstone. This last season after the—I guess watched first two. Then I was like, I'm out till it's over. Mm. And then Severance—or not Severance, but uh, uh—comes back. Succession. Succession comes back this week, I think. Oh yes. And so I probably won't watch it the first episode. you though a little it's bit. the last season, I'll wait a little bit, yeah.
1: Oh, gosh, and Ted Lasso's coming out. Oh, I haven't yes. started that
4: either for the same reason. I need, like, I need to go four deep before I can hit it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lainey Wilson was on the Kelly Clarkson show, and she was talking about the first song that she ever wrote, and she was only nine years old, and Kelly was like, hey, well of some of that. It's called Lucky Me. Lucky me, I feel free. And I can't deny that he loves me. Which I know that he does. So he is the one. Lucky me, oh. I said, oh, I'm the one for him. Wow, nine. you have done? is. But that, like, Lenny's
4: blowing up. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Yellowstone, like, it's really cool to see.
1: Okay. I'm Amy. That's my pile.
4: That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the
7: good news. With Lunchbox.
0: It was a cold, dark night (laughs) in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And Gabe is out delivering pizzas at 3 a.m. And it's kind of cold and snowy. And he drives and he goes, man, that looks like a little girl that's out in the freezing cold, maybe three years old. And he's like, that's not right. So what's he do? Does he pull over and help her? No. Gabe rushes and delivers the pizza to the house that he was supposed to deliver it to. And he's like, man, I'm a father of seven. There's something not right. Goes back looking for the girl. Can't find her. He finds her behind a building, curled up next to some bricks. She had gotten out of her house and gotten lost. She went to bed. Her mom put her to bed. She woke up in the middle of the night and just went for a walk. And luckily, he came back, found her, called police, and they were able to track down the mom. First of all, how lucky that he found her, that he
4: went back to. Second of all... Yeah, I don't think that's a parenting fault. No, no. she, She put her to bed, and then she still gets up, and three's probably that age where you start to be able to open doors and, like, actually move around. I can see my son doing this.
0: And that's what she said. She goes, I thought she was asleep in her room. But my thing is, Gabe great job you
4: should have stopped the first time
0: yeah but like <laughs> I mean I know you gotta deliver pizza it's 3 a.m. I'm on him he still saved her. I can't this ain't tell me
4: something hateful he had a job to do well still I mean she could have gone on the pizza delivery with him I mean his conscious probably got him yeah. we yeah. like that that means you, you're a good person you got something in there and in the end everything worked out yeah And it also sounded like you were doing Regulate when you started. I was. Did you like that? It was a clear black night, (laughs) a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets trying to consume. That's good. Uh. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good.
2: What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here.
4: And I'm Austin Hankwitz.
2: We're the hosts of Mind the Business, small business success stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success.
0: From finding that initial
4: spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your
2: podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next the amex dedicated card member entrance for the win unbelievable when you get travel perks with amex platinum you're part of the action that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpress.com with amex
6: you've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately